Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. That was under a dictatorship that says, this is how much you make. This is where you live. This is how you live. And this is what you can or you can't do. But praise the Lord, we've got an opportunity on this weekend to either travel or choose to be in church today. And those of you that are here, man, we choose to be in church and worship a good God. Amen. So praise the Lord. God has given us freedoms and liberties. And I'm also convinced that if you've never experienced the loss or the sacrifice that provided freedom, I believe that really we don't truly appreciate the freedoms that we have, right? I mean, it's so easy to take these freedoms and these liberties that we have for granted. We're in the middle of a series that's called Living Our Best Life Now. And for that matter, when we don't really have an understanding of what Jesus came to do, we don't really experience the greatness of the life that he came to provide. The same thing is applicable into this nation that if we don't really know the expense of that loss, it's so easily taken for granted, right? In fact, for that many, matter how many people look at the holiday as really the means to get away rather than what it's really recognized for. And so just this morning, I want to take the opportunity to just share some things with you to hopefully help us appreciate the freedoms and the liberties that we do have. As I said, liberty is never free. And so there are some that are here this morning. In fact, there might be a number of different ones that have experienced different things. But I I know firsthand that there are those that have served in the Vietnam War. Uh, My father, he's here, and he served in the Vietnam War. I know we got another Vietnam vet over here, right? Any, Any other military service men or women that are with us this morning? Anybody? So I got two individually, but nevertheless, again, oh, one over here, where? Carl, yes, you were in Vietnam as well, that's right, right, Vietnam? Korea. Korea. And the Korean War, does that mean that you got to be older to get into the Korean War, don't you? (laughs) Just just, just messing with you. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) the Vietnam War was one that I was born into. And so I can remember hearing the stories of dad telling me stories about when he was over there and the pictures that I've seen. And so again, that one kind of hits home a little bit more for me and just again, the the number of the casualties. In fact, for that matter, we had the the, the Middle Eastern War just in the last several or last couple decades and I had friends that actually went over there. But once again, when we look at the Vietnam War, I want to give you some numbers here. In regards to the Vietnam War, there were nearly 60,000 men and women that lost their life for us to live this life of freedom. For those that were in the age of 22 years of age, there was nearly 30,000 at the age of 22 that lost their life. Those that were 19 years old, there was approximately 8,000 that lost their life at the age of 19. At the age of 18, there were several thousands as well that lost their life at the age of 18. I mean, when you think about the age of 18, that's still just a kid. The older that I get, the more I look at teenagers and think, man, you're just still babies. But yet, at that time, you think you're so independent. But as I said, as you live life longer, you begin to realize just how 
young and innocent they are. Listen to this. In regards to the age of 17, there were 12 that lost their life at the age of 17. There were five that lost their life at the age of 16. And there was one by the name of Dan Bullock that lost his life at the age of 15. Can you begin to imagine? My daughter is getting ready to turn 13. And to think that in just two years, she could be off into war fighting for my freedom and my liberty. It's baffling to the mind. But yet there was so much, so much loss as a result of those that fought for our freedoms. Listen to this. There was... 997 that were killed on their first day of arrival in Vietnam. There was 1,148 that were killed on their last day of service. They were going home that day and there was over 1,000 that never made it home. Concerning all the men and women that have served in this nation, there's been 1,343,812 individuals that have been killed or lost their life for our freedoms. And there are well over a million individuals that have been injured critically or severely that has changed their life forever as a result of the freedoms and the liberties that you and I experience today. And so I said, it's so easy for us to take it for granted if we've never experienced the loss firsthand. And I think it's so important for us to truly begin to identify or recognize the fact that we are in such a blessed nation. They sacrificed the greatest sacrifice. And we live in the greatest nation of the world. Now, if you're unable to honor the reality of truth then it's easy to fall into deception. It's easy to be talked into something. What do I mean by that? If you don't understand the truth and the reality of the freedom of this nation, then somebody that has a really warped sense of thinking that they somehow package it up in this idea of freedom... Again, as a result, the lack of honor for what truly provided freedom can get things twisted up and looking distorted. And if we don't have a value system of what truly we believe that has given us our freedoms and liberty, then we will be easily talked into some silly stuff. And for that matter, again, I'm not going to get on a political soapbox, but I don't know if you've looked at some of these new individuals that have been voted into our, into our political offices these days, but the, the, the conversations that they have and the stances that they take are so twisted and really wicked, but yet they'll disguise it in the package of freedom and liberty. And it's because they truly don't understand the cost of the freedom and the liberties that we've had or that we've experienced. But notice what the Bible says. The Bible says this over in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. It says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use this liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So in that scripture, the Bible says that you... Now, he says, you, brethren... So he's speaking to the church, those that are followers of Christ. He says, you have been called to liberty. So in other words, there is a divine call and mandate for those of us that are children of God to walk and live a life of freedom and liberty. 
So how many of you know this freedom and this liberty thing is not just an American thing? Those that are children of God are called into freedom and liberty. And he says, now, this isn't just an opportunity for you to have this life of Riley in the flesh and just do whatever you want to do and say that you have freedoms and liberties. He said, no, this freedom is truly given for the sake that you love and serve one another. Those of us that are here at GVC, the very vision of this church is to love God, love people, and love life. It's really the essence of what he's saying there, to serve people, to love God, and to love life. That's where freedom and liberty truly begins to show up in our lives. So, this nation, this nation was made great by the people that had shed their blood and their life and sacrificed their life for the very thing that we just read. The thing that they fought and gave their life for was that we would have liberty in God. We look at this nation and we say, well, we're the greatest nation on the world. We're the most prosperous nation in the world. Why is that? Is that because we've got such a great army? We do. We're a force to be reckoned with. But why? Is it just because we're big bullies in this world? No, it's because this nation was founded on the freedoms and the liberties that are found in God. Now, as I said, if you don't know truth, then you'll buy into a distorted story that says, no, that's not true about this nation. No, our nation isn't built upon godly values or morals. And that's somebody that doesn't honor the sacrifice that was given for the very freedoms that we celebrate. And the fact of the matter is that every man and woman that has ever served this nation and sacrificed their life is to raise the banner that say, we love God. And that's what made our nation great. Now, part of what made our nation great is the fact that you don't have to serve the God that we lift the banner of. You don't have to walk with God or serve God. You've got the freedom to do whatever you want to do. And that's what makes our nation great. But listen, for those of you that are not sure concerning the very lifeblood of this nation, let me give you some quotes that have been given by some founding leaders. John Adams was quoted as saying, the general principle on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. As I said, that was John Adams. Teddy Roosevelt said, the teachings of the Bible are so interwoven and intertwined in our whole civic and social life that it would be literally impossible for us to figure out Figure to ourselves what the life would be if these teachings were removed. Wilson said this, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify the devotion to the elements of the righteousness which are driven by the revelation of the Holy Scriptures. These are founding men that have declared that this nation is a godly nation. Amen? 
Now remember I said that when you don't honor the truth or the sacrifices that made this free or this nation free, the landscape begins to shift. The last administration that we had boldly and publicly declared that this nation is not a Christian nation. Now, before you hear that in any other way, that is not a racial statement, that is not a political party statement or a soapbox, that is the quote from the individual's mouth. And so once again, it's not about gender, it's not about color, it's not about party, it's about the heart of an individual that does not honor what this nation was founded on and the sacrifice that made this nation so great. Does that make sense? Because that is the shift that is taking place in this nation that is walking away and no longer honoring the value system and the sacrifice. And in doing so, all those men and women that gave their life, it's really spitting on the sacrifice that they made. There's another thing. Can you hand me my glasses? You're missing with the microphone and you forget to put your specs on. All right, there we go. Praise the Lord. Woo! Oh, that's good. I can see all the pretty people showed up to church today. That's amazing. Come on. All right. Here's some other things. There was an article that was written, and this is what was said. It says, religion is the cornerstone of our heritage. This is attested by the constitutions of 47 out of 48 states in which it is recognized that the religious principles form, forms the base of the political and social doctrine. It is confirmed also by an historic decision of the Supreme Court in 1892 in which the court stated that the United States is a religious people. This is a historical truth. For, uh, from the discovery of the Americas to this hour, there is a singular voice making this affirmation. So did you notice that? There's a lot of question concerning the Constitution and about the Supreme Court and the decisions that they're making and which way they should learn. But right here, we already saw that in 1892, the Supreme Court made a declaration that this nation is a religious nation. And when we're talking religious nation, it's talking about the godly values in which we hold true to. It goes on to say, Upon this rock, the conviction that God must be in all things, our people built a great and free nation. This was the ideal of the American life as it was conceived by those who established this republic. Come on, on this day, we recognize those that have given their life for the greatest freedoms that any man has ever known. And it's been and is in this nation. Now, remember I said to you that if you don't honor truth, then you have the opportunity to become deceived or things begin to be warped and people can talk you into things. Why has that become such a prevalent thing within our life? Now, here again, we're talking about living our best life now. So how do you live your best life now? This right here will help you understand. In our nation, 96% of individuals say that they believe in God. 76% say that they're Christians. 32% say that they're actually active in church. 7% say that church actually has 
a significant advantage or change to their life. Did you hear that? Only 7% of people that call themselves Christians say that church or God has really any kind of life change experience in their life. Well, if that's the case, then what in the world are we doing? I mean, there's a group of guys that are up fishing right now. And if, if church does not provide any lifestyle change right now, then guys, let's pack it up and let's just meet them up there to go fishing right now. Right? And I, don't hear me criticizing the guys that are fishing. More power to them. I'm just simply saying, let's just all go fishing if there's no value in church. Right? Now listen to this one. 87% of the churches. Now, you're lumping up a lot of churches in what they would call Christian churches into one basket. But 87% of churches do not believe that the Word of God is the infallible Word of God. So listen, you're talking less than 30%, or excuse me, less than 20% what is that, 13%? 13% of church attenders only believe that the word of God is truth. So now you're wondering why is our country going to hell in the handbasket? It's because the very foundation of what this country was established upon, those that have sacrificed, shed their blood, and given their life for is the very thing that we no longer honor because once upon a time, this was truth to our nation. Amen. So what is truth? Truth is God's word. And so therefore, as I said, where there is a lack of knowledge, we're subject to the truth being bent. Now, please don't hear this wrong. Let me emphasize that again. Don't hear this incorrectly in what I'm getting ready to say. Because we love Everybody. You hearing me? And we judge nobody. But I was down in Troy visiting a pastor friend last week, and I drove by a very large church. And on the marquee of their church were several rainbow flags. Now, you know what rainbow flags represent, and if you don't, go ahead and just look it up. Now, once again, I'm not criticizing the individuals that wave the rainbow flag, but my point is this, is that if this is our truth, then this is the banner that we should be waving and should be celebrating. But once again, when you see the leadership that are leading people into the freedoms that God said, but they're changing the standard... We're once again not honoring the men and women that gave their life for this country, nor are we honoring the sacrifice of what Jesus himself gave. Amen? Now, again, I'm going to emphasize that I'm not criticizing anybody or their lifestyle. We love people. In fact, for that matter, if you know somebody, invite them here. We'll love them like nobody's business because we love them, and Jesus loves them. But once again, we've got a purpose to hold the truth. Here's what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. It says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. See, that is the fabric of our country 
that is shifting. And sometimes it can feel overwhelming when you have people that are challenging your freedoms and your liberties for the sake of their freedom and liberties. We don't have to be indignant. We don't have to get ugly. But you do have to make your voice heard. You do have to stand up for a cause. Now, as I said, there are those that are constantly challenging the freedoms that you experience and that you live and that you know. If you recall not too long ago, on a month or the ninth month of the year, on the 11th day of the month, there were those that attacked our freedom. Does anybody remember those days? I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. In fact, for that matter, I thought it was a joke on the radio when I heard it. And the more you heard it, you're thinking, dear God, this is serious. And there were 2,000 and some people that lost their life that day because there were those that were attacking our freedoms and liberties based upon their religious beliefs and faith because they hate the very core of why we exist. Now, here's what I want you to see or the ironic picture. The very attack on the freedom on that day and the building that went down or the buildings that went down on that day, they were established on the corner of Liberty and Church Street. Did you know that? I just found that out. I thought, that is wild. I mean, the very core that was being attacked is on the very corner of Liberty and Church Street. And how many of you know that that's where the liberty comes from is through the operation of the church and the head of the church, right? And that's where the very attack was made. True freedom isn't doing whatever you want to do. True freedom is discovering what Jesus came to do so that you can walk in the life and life more abundantly. And the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Religious isn't about taking away your freedoms. It's about giving you the quality and the quantity of life that he came to give. Now, as you in your personal life, as you go down Liberty Street, have you come to that intersection of Church Street yet? Because on the corner of Liberty Street and Church Street, there is a decision that has to be made. Every single person on this planet has to come to that decision or make the decision of that corner or intersection of life. What do you choose? Do you choose to experience your own liberty and freedom or do you choose to receive the true liberty and freedom that Jesus has come to give? And you see on the corner of that street, there's the cross. And the cross is where the sacrifice was made that Jesus shed his blood and gave his life for. I find it interesting that in the midst of that attack on our freedoms and liberties that was on the corner of Liberty and Church Street, in the devastation, and again, if you, can, if you saw it or you can go back and search it out, through all the rubble and all the, the, the tangled steel and, and concrete that came down, in the midst of it, there was these beams that somehow got lodged erect. And as it stood there, it was in the symbol of a cross. 
Out of all the rubble, there are these I-beams that somehow got dissected, cut apart, but yet stands in the form of the cross. And once again, it's so ironic that on the corner of Liberty and Church Streets, standing a cross that's pointing to the sacrifice that gives true freedom. Amen? Now, they took that cross and put it into the 9-11 Museum so that everyone could see the cross. Then there were four atheists that said, that offends us. They took it to the court and sued the museum. They said it brings about dyslexia, confusion, headaches, stress, uh, depression, and anxiety when we see that cross. And it violates our freedoms to not serve God. And you put it there for us to have to look at. I'm here to tell you that the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus continues to do that to the devil. The devil wants to bring junk to your life, but I'm telling you what, it's the sacrifice and it's the cross that gives the devil dyslexia, gives him depression, gives him a headache, gives him distress every time he's got to look at what brought freedom for every single one of us. Amen? But the question is, is at those crossroads, what decision will you make? See, once again, so many individuals, they have this idea that in order for me to serve God, I've got to give up. In order for me to serve God, I've got to lose. But did you know that the cross was not a subtraction sign? It is a plus sign. <laughs> Come on. Whenever you serve God, he adds to and brings value and freedom and liberty to your life. The Bible says, in whom the Son sits free is free indeed. In these closing moments, I just want to remind you of the story of the rich young ruler. And if you recall Jesus, when he came to Jesus and said, can I follow you? Jesus said to him, he says, you can follow me, but sell all that you have. Give it to the poor and come follow me. And when you think about that, you're like, dear God, that's hard. Why did you say that, Jesus? And here's Jesus' response to that. Jesus' response was not that, I want you to give up everything that you have. He says, but I want you to surrender all of you so that I can give you all of me. You see, there's so many people that want all of what God can provide, but are not willing to give all that they are to him. And he wants to do the exchange. And as I said, you don't lose. You don't get subtracted from. You don't miss out. You're not losing out on the fun. No, in fact, for that matter, you might find that you're sober-minded. You're not addicted anymore. You don't have trouble looking at the pornography anymore because you're free because of what Jesus did. I sacrificed and I surrendered all to him. I no longer have problems with gambling anymore. I'm no longer in debt because ever since I met Jesus, Jesus gave me true freedom. Amen. Because of whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The world wants to be free. The world wants to be liberated. But only those that have experienced the truth, that have actually received the gift and the sacrifice of Jesus, experience true freedom. Let me share this last verse with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 23. 
speaking of the cross, speaking of the sacrifice, speaking of the gospel message of the good news. It says, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jew, it's a stumbling block. To the Greek, it's foolishness. But to those who are called, remember I said that we're called to freedom. To those that are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. If you're a child of God this morning, you're more free than you even really know. And God is not wanting to subtract from your life. He's wanting you to experience true liberty. Can we stand? With every head bowed and every eye closed, on this memorial day, on this day that we recognize our freedoms and liberties, I really want you to ask yourself the question, are you truly free? The first question that I want you to ask yourself is, if you were to die today, would you spend eternity with Jesus? Your response might be, I hope so. I think so. But friend, hoping and thinking does not get you to heaven. And I want you to know for sure, for sure and for certainty today that if you were to breathe your last, if you were to leave this parking lot, get hit by a car and no longer exist, I want you to know where you would spend eternity. Have you received Jesus? Have you made the exchange and said, Jesus, I give you my life and I want yours? Maybe you're here this morning and you've said, you know what, I've asked Jesus into my life and I've received the gift of salvation, but in this life I've lived my life and done my thing and as a result I find that I've got a whole lot of things that I'm enslaved to. I'm enslaved in my mind. I'm enslaved in my body. I'm enslaved in my passions and my desires. There's things that got a hold on me. And for a moment, they might be fun. But at the end of the day and at the end of the night, I'm miserable and I'm hurting and I want to be free. If that's you here this morning, then I want you to know that Jesus is here to give you the freedom you desire. And if you're here this morning and you say, you know, I just want to passionate relationship with Jesus I've served God with my lips I've gone through the motions but I just want to be on fire for God I want to know him and this morning you might say God I'm ready to give you all that I am leaving nothing on the line nothing in reserve and as I give you me you give me you with every head bowed and every eye closed, in any of those three things that I described, if that describes you and you're saying, I want to experience true freedom this morning, then on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. I'm not going to call you up front. This is a no-hassle guarantee. I'm not going to come knocking on your door. This is just between you and God. But when you raise your hand, it's just me acknowledging and allowing me to pray with you. Like I said, I'm not going to call you up here or embarrass you. This is just your moment. On the count of three, 
one of those three descriptions, if it fits you, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand back there. I see those two hands, three hands over there. Thank you. Once you put them up, you can put it down. Amen. Praise God. I thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hands all over the place this morning. On a Memorial Day weekend when so many people are gone, we had a come to meeting with Jesus this morning. And people said, I want to be free. That is so awesome. My heart is bubbling over right now. Oh, praise the Lord. If you raised your hand or you wish you would have, I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. And for that matter, I want all of us to pray this prayer together as a church family. Pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you loved me so much that you sent him to die for my sins. I believe he went to the cross. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he rose from the dead and sits at the right hand of the Father. And right now, I ask you, Father, to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Teach me your voice because I want to know you. And I thank you this morning on this Memorial Day weekend. I declare my freedom, my true reality. I have liberty because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I am free in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Come on, let's give God praise. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life